Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Felton. Yes. Raymond Felton right back. Seconds. Felton for What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. Happy New Year to everyone out there. My name is Sam Dracula. With me is Raymond Felton. Raymond, how you doing? I'm good. It's New Year. New Year, new things. Yes, sir. Uh, same old Hornets, unfortunately, but everything else is pretty, pretty good, pretty well. Um, Hornets 10 and 29. We're recording this on a Thursday morning uh, right after the Hornets played the Grizzlies last night. We're going to talk about that game. Here in this episode, um, we have some injury news, some good news and some bad news to talk about with the squad. Um, and, you know, things go from here <laughs> for this franchise. I also want to talk, we're also going to talk about Donovan Mitchell. I want to talk Donovan Mitchell as well uh, this episode. Okay. We're going to highlight some, some good stuff um, around the league as well. So we'll get right into that right after this break the nba season is rolling on and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season you'll always find the latest odds team matchup information player news game trends at bet online and as your continued source for all your sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events whether that's football basketball hockey mma tennis boxing even golf head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use the promo code believe b l e a v believe to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts all right raymond so just to for just to you know, set the scene here, Hornets are ten and twenty nine, last in the East, last in the league, best odds at Wembenyama. Uh, they're three and seven in their last ten games. Since we last recorded, they beat OKC, who then went on to just blow out the Celtics without SGA. Like that Thunder team is wild. Like I have no idea what to expect from that Thunder team. But uh, yeah, the Hornets are coming off a twenty four point loss to the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Um, on the on the positive side of things, Lamelo uh, reached 1,000 assists. He's the fourth youngest player ever to do that. So, you know that's good. Mm-hmm. We saw the return of Dennis Smith Jr. a couple games ago. Cody mm-hmm. Martin is now back. He played up until last night. He played one minute, like legit, like 56 seconds. And so this is the first like real game of the season last night. Good to see him back. But on the flip side, the Hornets just trading bodies basically on the injury report. They get Cody Martin back. They get Dennis Smith Jr. back. They lose. They lost Gordon Hayward to a hamstring injury. And then Kelly Oubre out four to six weeks with a torn ligament in his shooting hand. Um, so there's a lot going on there. Let's let's start with the positive stuff. LaMelo getting 1,000 assists, uh, fourth youngest player ever to do it. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good one, you know, driving to the lane, dipping out, swinging it to Jalen McDaniels. Jalen McDaniels hitting an open three. Uh, what do you make of this accomplishment for uh, for Lamelo in uh, in his third season? Oh, this kid got a bright future. You know, he's gonna be he's gonna be in the league for a very long time, as long as he continues to get better and progress. But um, he has the skill set. You know, he's a six foot seven point guard. You know, he's still young because he can possibly get taller. 
Um, it's, that's what's scary. But um, he has all the tools. You know, he, he's a, he's a great he's a great guy to to build your team around your franchise, and um, you know, hopefully that you know some things can be some changes can be made to kind of you know build around him, get him some help. You have the pieces of some older guys that you can kind of move and you know bring some young guys in or get some draft picks, whatever they need to do, just to go ahead and start that rebuilding stage because there's certain guys on there that's that you know, that don't need to be there, um, needs to be on playoff-type teams. And um, if you got some young guys, go ahead and start playing them, you know, so they can get that chemistry. And um, like I said, I told you from the start of the year, you know, Miles Bridges was going to be a big, big missing piece. And you can see that, you know. So the guys that had to step up in that position to try to fulfill it, and it's just it's, it wasn't the same. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same, so who knows? We'll see what happens. But other than Lamelo, Lamelo, Lamelo has a bright future, you know. And uh, congratulations to him, you know, to get into a thousand assists already this fast. That's that's amazing, great and, accomplishment. And it's wild because he's dealt. He had a major injury his rookie year, and then this season, mm-hmm. this is only his 14th game of the year, and mm-hmm. so you know his pace is a little off. But I'm sure he'll make it up in due time uh, with those numbers. Um, but yeah, man, you mentioned Bridges. Bridges best. What he did a lot of great things on the court. Well, mm-hmm. like his, like one of the most underrated things I think he did was be healthy. When even when two seasons ago, when everyone was going down, uh, the only thing that took him off the court was health and safety protocols. Like he was, mm-hmm. oh, he was the team's Iron Man. And when you have these injury issues, you have you know like up until uh, Ubre got hurt, he was the Iron Man on the team. Him, him and Plumlee were only guys who didn't miss games. And now it's like Plumlee's last man standing on that front. <laughs> so, uh, right, we got right now uh, Dennis Smith Jr. back, um, which is great to see. Hornets desperately need some defensive help. Cody Martin mm-hmm. returning. Um, a- along with that, we'll add to that. Last night, not not a great example of defense being played by the Hornets. A lot went wrong for that team. Um, it was a, it was a brutal game. Uh, for those that don't, don't know, I live stream during Hornets games, and I have a rule. That if the Hornets are down 30 going into the fourth quarter, I end the stream early. They were down 29, but I was like, I'm done. Like I couldn't do it. I couldn't stream the last that last fourth quarter. It was, it was just a tough watch. Um, and it's a Memphis Grizzlies again. Like it's the only time I've done that against this Grizzlies team. And let me let me back up a little bit. Um, Gordon Hayward and Kelly Oubre officially out. Well, sorry, Oubre out four to six weeks. Gordon Hayward is like touch and go. Uh, it doesn't seem too serious, his hamstring injury, but an, another injury for Gordon and Oubre on the shooting hand, no less, which is going to take him right up until the trade deadline-ish. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I don't think that will impact if he's traded or not because um, he's, he's, you know, he's, be, he will be back. But I don't know, what, do you, what do you make of the Oubre injury, for instance? Because he's one of those guys, like you mentioned, that doesn't, he doesn't need to be on this team. He's going to – I have no – I'll be shocked if he returns next year, right? He's an unrestricted free agent. I'm sure he wants to be in a better situation. Him and Plumlee mm-hmm. are in the same boat, in my opinion. And so if you're, if you're the Hornets, you have Oubre, who is hurt now, but like, I think you have to move him because you're going to get mm-hmm. nothing for him uh, if you keep him, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys like that, you got to – even I even try to do something to package Gordon Hayward. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's still – she's still a person that – you know, a, a playoff type team can use, um, 
he has been injury prone. I don't know what's that about. Uh, he used to be a pretty tough, tough kid, you know. But it's like every little thing that goes on with him now, he he's out two weeks. So I don't know. Things are just different now, man. I just see a lot of different stuff going on. Rest. I see guys resting. I see guys, you know, got a, a, a toe issue and they out for, you know, months. I've seen guys have like, I don't know. It's just things that we played through, like mm-hmm. turf toe. Like, you know, we put metal metal plates in our shoe and play through it. Maybe that's why uh, guys that's older than me and some guys that play with me, they have to have surgeries and stuff after we get done playing basketball. <laughs> maybe that's maybe maybe that's the reason. You know, it, it could be some science to that. You know, so you know, but I don't know, man. I I think I think now, you know, I, I I'm not gonna say we was tougher, you know, and I'm not gonna say we was more talented, you know, because obviously the game, the game changes, the game evolves, and you know, the game gets better, and that's what we wanted to do. I'm never going to be one of those older guys who like, oh, we was better than these young guys and this and that. <clears throat> it's not about being better. It's about changing, evolving. It's about, you know, you know, things getting better. And I think the one thing they do now is they do a better job of taking care of these guys' bodies. But it has to be some type of accountability as well, too, to make these guys be tougher and play through certain things. Cause there's some things that's like, come on now, like you see in some, you see some injury reports, and I'll be like, come on, are you serious right now? Yeah. And I'm not gonna speak on it, like anything, you know, anything, just call it out. But you know, we all know that we see some of these injury reports, and we be like, come on, dude, like, come on, yeah. you you can play, you can play tonight, you know what I'm saying? So, but I, I think is I think some of that needs to change. But outside of that, you know, you definitely have to take care of these guys' body just from the past history of seeing. You know, these older guys having to have surgery, hip surgery, ankle surgery, knee surgery, all kind of surgeries once they get done playing because they ran their bodies through the mud, you know, but I don't know, man. When it when it comes to when it comes to him, when it comes to Kelly Oubre, when it comes when it comes to him, uh Hayward. Plumley and Hayward. Yeah. You kinda have to you 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 gotta keep to me. You gotta keep Terry. I love Terry. He's still young, and you know, um, you you gotta you gotta keep a score. I mean, you gotta keep somebody that can that can get you a bucket when the game is on the line. And he's been that guy. Yeah, been that guy more than more than Gordon Hayward, more than anybody you can think about. Mm-hmm. He's been that guy that can get you a, a bucket when the game is on the line. Like you know, he he made that that Lakers game a game down in the end of the stretch, you know, coming out hitting two big threes. So, you know, you got a guy that's that that's fearless and can hit shots. And he's a good player. You know, I think you gotta you gotta keep him. And he's still young. He's not one of those older guys. He's been around for a little bit, but he's not old. So I think he's still a good mix with those young guys. But the other three, you gotta try to get some assets for them. You you gotta try to figure something out to get some either get some young guys in there. Or get some draft picks. Something has to happen. They gotta they gotta figure something out. That's just that's just what that's my opinion. Yeah. But I'm not in office, so I can't I can't I can't <laughs> say I'm right. Well, but that's my opinion. I'm curious like when uh when you notice a shift in in that injury player mentality. Cause from when you, you came into the league in 05, uh, your mm-hmm. last game was in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh 
when when did you notice that happening or is it just too was it too subtle when you're playing like was there a definitive like moment like oh this team was really going in on load management or whatever uh what- see but see see that's the thing though like when 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 at towards the end of my career i was seeing it but i wasn't seeing it on the teams i was playing on Okay. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like I was playing. What your team is doing, and yeah, yeah, I was playing with. You know, my last two, my last two seasons was with OKC, and my season before that. So my last three seasons was one year with the Clippers, and you know, we just we was kind of like Charlotte. We was just injury prone. You know, we had you know Blake out for a little bit. Now all of a sudden, Chris CP went out for a little bit. Then you know, just different guys was just having little small injuries. I had a shoulder injury for a little bit. But I played through it. Um, just different guys. Austin Rivers got hurt for a little bit. Uh, who else? DeAndre Jordan, I think, got hurt for a few games. It was just we just had so many like just on and off injuries. But guys still try to play through it if they could, you know what I'm saying? Or didn't try to stay out that long. Other than CP and Blake, I think them two kind of stayed out for like a, a little a little period of time. But came back, <clears throat> and then um. OKC man, like Russ was, Russ was like Iron Man, like Russ didn't sit out. <laughs> like you know, I've seen this guy be like you know sore, hurting, but game time he ready to go. Like that's just I'm just that's just what I that's what I've seen. Like you know PG, like he 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 don't get a lot of credit. You know I know he ain't been dealing with a lot of injuries here, but. You know, even when he was in OKC, like he had some of those injuries. He had some of those shoulder, those shoulder issues and stuff like that that he had to deal with later on and end up having surgery, but played through them. Like, so I don't know. It's just it's just different now to see some of the things that goes on now. You know that I'm just I wasn't accustomed to when I first came in, and even when I towards the end when I was about to leave. But around the league, you can start seeing like, oh, this guy ain't playing tonight because he's resting, mm-hmm. and I'm like resting. <laughs> yeah, something I wasn't used to seeing. I'm like, risk. What? <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Though. Where do you stand on like there was some like just preliminary just like discussions about shorting this mm. shortening the season. Where do you stand on that? Because um, nah, I think I don't. I, want, I think it was Richard Jefferson. I, I don't want to quote the wrong person, but he's like, someone said it's supposed it's supposed to be hard. Like, why are we trying to make it easier? You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> baseball play 161, 62 yeah. games. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, no. What we shorting for? That's what it's known for. It's known like I think certain things you don't tamper with. I understand we gotta get better and evolve and you wanna add things to it. You wanna try to do things to make the game more exciting. I get that. You've done that. Like you got guys scoring seventy points, you got guys scoring sixty points easily, fifty something points easily. Like mm-hmm. guys is putting up the amazing numbers nowadays. So the game is definitely getting better. The game is more exciting. But now you start tampering with just the the culture of the game. Eighty two games. Why would you touch that? Like that's that's set in stone. You know, like just leave the little little things like that. I think should never they should never touch. Like you should leave that part alone. Yeah. Like doing the things they did about All Star Break, like those things are good. Mm-hmm. When you give guys time to get, even the guys who play in All Star game, give them that time to get time with their family, get a break. Then they go attend the weekend and you know kind of do all of that. That's that's how you like things like that. Those type of changes is good. But when you start tampering with the other stuff, I think you just gotta live. You gotta let it. You gotta leave it alone. 
Yeah, things like like back-to-back road games in the city. Like, for instance, the Hornets are going to be in Toronto for two games, Mm -hmm. right, Um, Mm -hmm. on the 12th and the 14th. And then they come back home, and then Boston is here in Charlotte for two games in a row. Like, Mm -hmm. those those things cut down on travel. Like, you can can finesse it in a way, you know, cut down on back-to-backs, like, without disrupting the whole lifestyle and, like, history of – because how are you going to compare errors when you have – all right, this, this from this point on, they have sixty six games compared to eighty two. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It, I'm 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 cool with eighty two as is, and then mm-hmm. what they're doing currently with the schedule, I think, does a lot of work. But again, it's a moving target, you know. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll but I, it in, as they need to, but keep the eighty two games. Keep eighty two, but I like that back to back games. Like it gives them, it gives you an early feel of what you can deal with in the playoffs. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, a mini, like it a mini gives you, I like it. It's like baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying, I, I like that. I like that idea. I like that. That's 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 been good this year. I know it's been different. You know, people ain't used to it, but it's been good. I, I kind of like that because it makes that second game tough for the home team. You know, because now you don't have that home court advantage no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, you're still at home. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of like you know in the playoffs where you play that first game but now I'm here in your city I'm relaxing I'm getting to bed at the right time I ain't traveling in on no plane you know you know it's like so it's kind of like it's kind of like being at home in a sense still you mm-hmm. know with no travel no wear and tear so but yeah no I like it I like it um so going back to last night okay um first things first uh mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks did you play against Dylan Brooks yeah. Dude, I know he's in the league. This, you're in the league at the same time. All right, yeah. I'm gonna say this with the utmost respect. Okay, Dylan Brooks is a dick. All right, and I, I mean this in the best way possible. Like, stay mm-hmm. with me. He is an he's a top tier instigator. I don't know if he was like that when he first came into the league, but on three separate occasions, he drew texts from the Hornets from just getting in these guys' heads and mm-hmm. then getting caught out. At one point, DSJ was staring at him. He refused to break eye contact with Dylan Brooks. Um, just on a simple inbound. It had nothing to do with anything. They're just he was just staring at him. Uh, Brooks like was looking away. DSJ is like in his like staring daggers. And then a few minutes later, uh, Brooks is on the floor and and DSJ is standing over him and it gets technical out of it uh, for his effort. So top tier instigator. And I think he has like the most technicals in the league on his end as well. But what do you make of Dylan Brooks? I don't I don't honestly don't watch a ton of Grizzlies, but um, <laughs> whenever whenever I do, he's like always all right. He's he's. He's he's always in like in the conversation whenever he's playing. Right, he's one of those guys that you hate to play against, can't stand him, <laughs> but you would love to have on your team. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he's a piss. He talks shit. He's always in the mix of something. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't say he's dirty. I I don't want to say that. Right. I don't say he's a dirty player. I just want to say like he 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 does some he does some outrageous things sometimes. Should I say? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes he takes it too far. You know, like last year, he um he um, kind of fouls he fouls on what's his name too hard in the in the playoffs. Yeah, Clay, because that's where that's where like the broke broke the code thing came from, right? And the golden. It was State. Clay. I thought it was on what you call it. Uh, what's his name? Gary Payton. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was him. It was. And him. he ended up breaking his arm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And he ended up breaking his arm. So I, I think plays like that where you, I get who you are. I get who you you who you gonna be every night. And, you know, that's why, like, I have mixed feelings about it. Like, a lot of people are like, man, that's so dirty. 
that's Dylan Brooks. That's who he is. That's what he do all season. He do it every game. So I can't sit here and say this man is dirty because he's consistent. He does it every night. Like he play hard. He he gonna foul you. He gonna do little chippy stuff like that to mess with you to get in your head. So I think he takes place too far sometimes. I think he takes who he is and who he's trying to put put on to be on the court. I think he takes it a little too far in situations like that. Like you know nobody wants to see nobody get hurt. And deep down, I don't think he really wants to hurt nobody either. I think he's trying to make a point. Like I'm here. I'm 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 the tough guy on this team. I'm the I'm the guy that's gonna be in your face, in your in your head, in your ass the whole game. Like I think he's that type of player. But to call him dirty, I didn't play against him enough to 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 make that 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 kind of assumption. But you know, he has done some shit where I'm like, <laughs> dude. dude. <laughs> If I was on that team playing me, you, me, you probably been don't square it up. Yeah, we don't been don't square it up. I don't got in some trouble. We've been on got in a fight, something because you know you, my teammate going down for a layup and you fire him that hard that he breaks his arm. Like we got a problem. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's, it's probably gonna be a suspension coming after that. Yeah. No, I mean, also at one point last night, um, Brooks had like Brooks was picking up Lamelo off like um, full court basically, and mm-hmm. even before the ball was inbounded. He was like, he had his arms wrapped around LaMelo's arms. And Ubre at one point during the dead ball was like on the court talking to the ref. Like, hey, man, like, do you not see this? And also, shouts to Ubre for stepping up, even though he's on the shelf right now in street clothes. He's like, yeah, I can't real ref. You do not see what Dylan Brooks is doing right now uh, to LaMelo ball. Um, similarly, <laughs> just keeping it on dick behavior for a second here. John Morant, uh, LaMelo makes a triple. <laughs> and then John Morant sits on the ball for 30 seconds before Terry Rozier comes up. The clock is running. The Hornets bench is freaking out. The, Hornet, the Hornets on the court aren't doing anything. Morant's just standing there. What do you make of that? Have you seen that before? And what went through your mind when you saw that? I've seen guys hold a ball like that, but just, just trying to figure out kind of what they're about to do and trying to like, Trying to get like a last, a quick shot up. Yeah. Like I didn't see it where it was still like three minutes. It was like three forty <laughs> in the third quarter. That's like it was like so, you know, when you look at the time and the situation, you like, why did he do this? Like he had no reason to do this. And the only thing you can say is like he just didn't have no respect. You know, he didn't have no respect for them guys. And I think, you know, as a coach, I'm not showing nothing else. I'm not sure. I'm not showing a game. I'm not showing nothing. I'm gonna say this is where y'all at right now. Like if you're Clifford, you're showing that in the locker room. That's it. Yeah. That's the only play I'm showing. I'm not showing no. I'm not even showing the game. I don't even want. I don't even want to look at the game. This is where we at right now. This is this is the respect level that we have in this league. When you get a player do this to us, this is our. This is the respect. So what are we gonna do about it? We can come in all day, drill. You know, we're gonna get better. We're gonna practice. I'm gonna do my job. But at some point, y'all got to stop getting hit. Y'all got to stop, like, getting punched first and not punching back. You know, it, it has to start being in a situation like that because for a guy to do something like that and not get a hard foul, you got to take a foul for that. Yeah. Like, when he drove the ball down the court, like, it was just a straight foul. Like, I'm not even nothing. And I'm getting close to him, and I'm telling him, like, bro, like, don't do that no more. Like you gotta, you know, you gotta have some heart about you. You know, it ain't ain't about trying to fight. You know, it's just about like, bro, don't like we NBA players just like you. You know, so 
don't know. I, this, like I said, things are different. <laughs> things are whole lot different now, man. I'm serious, bro. Yeah. Like when I came in league, bro, guys weren't having that. Like you do, you do something like that, man. You you drive to the basket if you want to. Mm-hmm. Drive to that basket. You know, John love to drive and jump up in the air. And man, listen, man, them dudes, them dudes knocking you out the air. They hitting you. Yeah. So you know, things are just things are just different now, man. It's, just, it's, a, it's a whole lot different. It's a whole lot different. And so, like, salute for Terry for for getting after the ball eventually, right? He, he went up court and he paid the price for it. Ran into a Stephen Adams screen, which certainly could not have felt good. Ooh. It looked. I got hurt watching it. Uh, yeah. You play with Stephen Adams, like he's. Yeah. What's it like running into a Stephen Adams screen? Like a brick wall. <laughs> like a brick wall. That's one strong dude, man. Yeah. Probably pound for pound, strongest dude in the league, easily. Yeah, man. Probably well, the strongest. Forget, forget pound for pound, <laughs> the strongest dude. And Lee, you know, I don't think there's nobody stronger than him, for real. Yeah, at one point he ran into the stanchion, and that thing shook. Like, I've never seen it shake before. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the stanchion got put on the injury report after that. And, uh, yeah, so it's it was like that play, that John Moran play, I think is going to stay – as a fan, it's going to stick with me because you had Morant doing what he did. The Hornets not fighting for the ball after until the 28-second mark. You had – um, the Hornets get called for a good delay a game warning after that, which is so ironic. I know what Morant did was within the rules of the game, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Now, no beat like from a rule point of view, it makes sense, right? But for the Hornets to get called with that after knocking the ball out of play, and then later getting penalized for it because Jalen McDaniels tried to steal the ball while he was out of bounds, get, and he got, he got called for a delay a game, and they got they gave up a free throw out of nowhere. It's like, bro, like what's going on with this team? And when the season's over with, I'm going to think back to this Memphis game last night. Like, okay, this is the Hornets. This is the 22-2023 Hornets in a nutshell. Um, unless something drastically changes, I think that kind of cap- encapsulates what's going on with this franchise right now. Um, I was going to say for better, for worse, but it's, it's just for worse. Uh, Ten wins on the season. We'll see how it goes from here. But uh, for the Hornets, you got the Bucks on Friday, Pacers Ooh. Sunday, Raptors Ooh. Raptors. Tuesday, Thursday, and then Boston, Ooh. Boston on the 14th and 16th. So no Ooh. easy wins in sight for the Hornets, but you never know, you know? You never know. Yeah. You never know what yeah. happened on a nightly basis on, in the NBA. That is true. And speaking of that, this is why, this is, this is why I get the big bucks. You never know what's going to happen. Donald Mitchell, 71 points. <laughs> Man. And the, the, they tr- the league tried to take one away from him. You know what I mean? They, they said that, you know, the, the, it was a lane violation, whatever, but it counts. It counts. Um, 71 points, uh, not since Devin Booker's 70 points and not since Kobe's 81. We've seen something like this. Uh, De- Mitchell getting 71 on 34 shots is crazy because Booker took 40, to, 40 shots to get 70. And um, the Cavs needed every single one of them. And, and the league got him with a drug test right after the or, Right after that right after drug the- test. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Understandably, you know, game's the game. Uh, but yeah, so talk to me about Donovan Mitchell. Like, what do you think of his performance and, and that that and where, where that kind of ranks as far as like scoring efforts in the league? Hey man, he went from Luca having 60, 60, 20, and ten to Donovan Mitchell having seventy one. Like, I don't know, man. This league is just crazy. It's like one one record after another. You know, one guy comes out, put a 
big time performance like that, and you know, that's the talk of the league. Then boom, Donovan Mitchell comes up with 71 points, and everybody's forgotten about that 60 20 10, just like that, you know, with him scoring that 71 points and as efficient as he was, too. You know, if you look at his shooting, like he shot the ball extremely well, yep. like. You know, with with the last few points he had was like straight threes. He hit about four or five threes in a row going into that. I think it was in overtime when he hit about five threes in a row. So, I mean, looking at a guy that you know, who 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 me puts in the work. He works hard. He, he he's a gym rat. You know, he he plays hard. He plays with a, a certain passion, and he looks like he's found his niche and he's happy again in a new situation with some younger guys. Young, very talented guys with Darius Garland and you know, um, Mobley. You got Jerry Allen, you know, you got so many guys over there that you know that this team is going to be scary. You know, you keep these young guys together, you know, this is going to be one of the teams that you're going to have to battle battle with in this Eastern Conference every year. Mm-hmm. But, um, a historical night, man, you know, have 71 points as a player. Is such a great accomplishment with with the win on top of it, yep. and the way you won, you know, kind of just puts it all in 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 his own category. So, um, shout out to Donovan Mitchell for that, and uh, just shout out to just the whole league this year with these guys just scoring the ball at such a high clip at a high level. <clears throat> I'm gonna note one thing that I don't know if nobody's really paying attention to it, even even thought about it, but. My man over there in Milwaukee has been killing lately. I don't know, know everybody's paying attention to his numbers, but the last four games, Giannis has had 20 boards or more with about 40, 30. He's had over 30 every time mm-hmm. with these 20 boards, and he's been doing that for like four or five games straight. That ain't easy to do, to have the points that he has and and just what he has to do with that team and still having 20 boards just about every game. Like, I, I've seen him in the stat line with 20, 20, 20 boards and 35, 40-something, 40 49, like yeah. 50-something, 20. Like, this man been putting up numbers, man. Yeah. And, that, and that's what's crazy to me. Like, like if this was five years ago, people would have been like, oh, my God, what the – Giannis is going crazy. Mm-hmm. But 50 and 20 is like normal. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> nobody's even saying nothing about it. That's what's crazy. Like you got to be having, you got to have, you got to have sixty points and forty rebounds or something, or seventy some eighty points for so, so somebody to be like, oh my goodness, look, you see that performance? It's it's, it's wild, man. Yeah, like, like I said, like in B, and B put up forty two and eleven the other night. Like no one cares. You know what I mean? This is regular, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like well, that's normal. That's normal night. Forty is like the new twenty. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy, man. But nah, that's just that's that's how that's how the game is changing. That's, that's, that's how it is. These boys are scoring this ball at a high clip. Kevin Durant had forty four last night. Nobody says nothing about it. You know, I know they lost. You know, it stopped they, they twelve. They was it was at twelve games in a row. Stopped their streak, but mm-hmm. he still had forty four, and that was with thirty nine going into the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a crazy you thing know, about so, Mitchell. He had like 15 in the first half or something like that. <laughs> Ended up with 71. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. It's a lot of scoring in that second half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think that'll do it for this week's episode. One thing has nothing to do with the NBA. I just saw this on Twitter. Um, Damar Hamlin, the, the Buffalo Bills player, um, yeah. 
they uh, there's some good news. Uh, neurologically Whoa. intact. He's showing this is from Shams. He's showing extremely positive signs toward recovery from critical condition due to cardiac arrest. So it's moving yes. in the, in, the, in a good direction. So that's good news. Yes. That's, that's, really a, good that's news. a blessing. That's a blessing. God is good. Sure. Yeah. So yes. I, I, yeah, it's it's scary stuff. That that stuff is horrifying. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. That. I was going to say something about it, but I just like trying to leave it alone. Just, just a simple fact that something like that is so scary and I don't care what sport it is, you know, football, basketball, baseball, soccer, you know, it don't even matter. Like, you know, as an athlete, you know, that's just not something you want to see somebody dying. Like he died, like, and they had to revive this man back to life. It took him like eight, nine minutes to bring this man back, you know, so, to see something like that is something I've never seen in, in a game. Like, I've seen bad injuries. I've seen guys pass out. I've seen guys get knocked out. Like, I've seen a whole lot of stuff. But to see something like that, like, and not even be there, I can only imagine, you know, what the Bengals players and what the Bills players felt. And just, like, I don't know, man. It just it touched me in a different way. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm glad to hear that he's he's definitely doing better. He's coming out of that situation. You know, I know his family is 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 happy as well. I don't know if he got kids, but you know, you know, just being a father, man, like not being able—he's so young, not to be oh, yeah. able to yeah. be there for his for his kids throughout their throughout their life, not having a dad, man, that 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 would suck. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he's doing good. You know, what I'm saying so. Everybody, keep praying for him. Everybody, keep their prayers up because it's it's working, and you know, hopefully, we'll see him you know, out of this hospital in the near future. Yeah. And, you know, um, in last year in 21, 2021, uh, there was a soccer player who had cardiac arrest on the field. His name was Christian Erickson. Um, mm -hmm. Had to be revived. It was a very similar situation where he had, like his teammates surrounded him as he's getting medical attention. And, and they, this is insane. The, they continued the game. Like they, they resumed the, this. He went down like during the first half and, they took care of him, and once they found out he was okay, they can, they played the game like four or five hours later, whatever it was. Um, absolute insanity that on that end. But he's back. Like he's he played in the World Cup. He's playing for Manchester United. So there there is hope. But step one is get out of the hospital and get right. So you know, figure out, figure out all that first. See yeah. what caused it. See what what you can do to prevent it from happening again. And if you can get back out there and play, then great. You know, go get back out there and do something that you love to do. But if it's detrimental to your health and your life, I hate to say it. If it's so early, so young, you know, you might have to walk away from the game. You know, it's not worth it's not worth dying for. You know, no, it's not worth dying for. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, best wishes to him. Uh, thank you, yes, everyone out there for listening. Uh, we're in 2023, unbelievably, uh, onwards <laughs> and upwards. Right. Uh, yep. Raymond, I appreciate you as always. Everyone listening, thank you so much. You've been listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.